This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. What seemed like a good plan in the beginning turned out to be, well, not so good of a plan. A man in Spain faked heart attacks in at least 20 restaurants (laughs) to avoid paying the bill after he had dined. The 50-year-old man, originally from Lithuania, has been jailed after he failed to pay the fine for his, what they're calling, theatrical skills. So, you know, they, he would order big meals, glasses of white label whiskey, salad, a huge meal, and then slump over on the floor. (laughs) And the one restaurant manager said it was very theatrical. And he was the one who took a picture of the man and sent it to all these other restaurants. And they had either had it happen or were ready for it when it happened again. So uh, he was fined for doing this. Now he ended up not paying the fine. So now he's going to go to jail for 22 days. A whole 22 days for not paying a fine? I guess all the restaurant bills only added up to be like $800 in unpaid restaurant bills. That seems a little low. If you're going to do that, you're going to want to spend a little bit more money than that. That's just me, though. Now, I'd never seen this happen before, where someone actually had a heart attack in a restaurant while I was eating. Although, what are you going to do, right? I mean, if someone drops over, you're going to try to take care of them. You have to. Well, I mean, you have to. Otherwise, you just have to go, I think guy's having a heart attack. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, I need a little bit more uh, water over here, please. And uh, I'm running low on ketchup. Sir, somebody's having a heart attack. Yeah, I see him. But... Uh, I need to finish my meal. I mean, so he got away with it for a while. It's awesome. Uh, it sounds like a good plan until the other restaurants. Maybe you go to a different city. Maybe you spread it out a little bit. Uh, just, you know, try it someplace else. But, hey, I don't want to tell people how to do crime. That's not what this show is about. I mean, I try to maybe point out mistakes that were made from these criminals. But to have people go out and do these crimes... No way, Jose. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. So Douglas Mackey was sentenced by United States District Judge Anne M. Donnelly to seven months in prison. Seven months in prison for his role in a conspiracy to interfere with potential voters' right to vote in the 2016 election for the office of the President of the United States. Uh, Douglas, also known as Ricky Vaughn, was previously convicted of the charge of conspiracy against rights by a, a trial by a federal jury in Brooklyn, and he was convicted of the charge in March of 2023 following a three week trial they will not let this guy go so what he in a horrific crime 
that he did was post some memes. I know. Now you're thinking, good. Good. Is that all he got was seven months? <laughs> so I in his Twitter account, and it was Twitter at the time, he had like 58,000 followers. Okay. And so he uh, is one of the most significant influencers of the then upcoming presidential election. Oh my gosh. He conspired with other influ- influential Twitter users and with members of private online groups to use social media platforms, including Twitter, to disseminate fraudulent messages that encourage supporters of presidential candidate Hillary Clinton to vote via text message or social media. <laughs> Which, of course, I mean, which, of course, is legally invalid. And nobody, you can't, you can't tell people to do that. Because if people are stupid enough to believe that, uh, sorry, but that's not what happened uh, here. All right. For example, uh, in or around uh, November 1st, 2016, uh, Mackey was sending tweets suggesting the importance of limiting black turnout. The defendant tweeted an image depicting an African-American woman standing in front of an African-Americans for Hillary sign. The ad stated, avoid the line, vote from home. (laughs) Text Hillary to 59925 and vote for Hillary to be a part of history. The fine print at the bottom of the deceptive image stated that she must be 18 years older to vote. One vote per person must be a legal citizen of the United States. Voting by text not available in Guam, Puerto Rico, Alaska, or Hawaii. Paid for by Hillary for president in 2016. Now, that's funny. Now, is the, are there African Americans that are following this guy on Twitter? I, 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 you know, maybe. Okay, maybe two, three. I don't know. And if you read that and actually thought that that were true... Uh, man, we don't need you to vote. We do not need you to vote. Oh, I'm sorry. The tweet also included a hashtag. I'm with her. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Now, several hours after tweeting the first image. Oh my gosh. This this is the horror of this. He tweeted an image depicting a woman seated at a conference room, typing a message on her cell phone. This deceptive image was written in Spanish and mimicked a font used by the Clinton campaign in authentic ads. So a font, a font that mimicked the campaign, uh, authentic ads font. The image also included a copy of the Clinton campaign's logo and, uh, and the I'm with her hashtag. I, I, we're doomed. That's what we are. We're doomed. Just... We are doomed. Douglas Mackey sentenced to seven months in prison for his role in a conspiracy to interfere with potential voters, right to vote in the 2016 election for the office of the president of the United States. I mean, I could probably be in trouble because I may have even just liked that tweet. I don't know that I retweeted it. I may have retweeted it. It's possible. I don't even know. I haven't deleted any tweets, so it's up there. You can go and obviously find it it's fine if you wanted to go on x at jeffy jfr i'm sure that it's posted somewhere i may have liked it uh because i thought it was funny it's just stupid it's all right i'll stop i'm sorry 
So when you hear people say, oh, we're living in a police state. Yeah, uh, we're getting pretty close. Uh, the government's getting really, really big handed. And uh, that doesn't bode well for uh, you memers out there. I'll tell you that. And maybe with the dumbing down of America, we need to think about it a little bit. I don't know. I mean, you can't look at something and think uh, that's not true and say that's uh, that's funny and move on. It didn't say it was a satirical post, Jeff. Oh, okay. All right, fine. I mean, I see this uh, chart on how many hours a day teens are spending on social media. And, I, you know, I guess it's concerning I guess uh, all teenagers spend 4.8 hours a day on social media. Boys, 4.4 girls, 5.3 hours on social media. Now they break that down to YouTube is number one, then TikTok, then Instagram. And almost no one is on Facebook or X. So the teens uh, the teens aren't digging the old X, the Facebook, and uh, barely the Instagram, although the Instagram is there, but TikTok and YouTube are the top performing social platforms for teenagers. So there you have it. I mean, it does seem, uh, wow, you spend 4.8 hours per day on the seven popular social media platforms, YouTube, uh, like I told you, uh, although they have uh, WhatsApp and WeChat on there. Eh, I don't know. Um, it also shows that 17-year-olds were most likely to pass the four-hour mark every single day. However, 42% of the 13-year-olds were also met the oh, well, they, wow the 13-year-olds also met the four-hour threshold. Well, I mean that's just old enough to be on most of these platforms, right? So uh, there you have it. Uh, it's up to you what you do with your children or how much time they spend online. And I would also like to say, you know, are they are we messaging? Are we talking to friends? I don't know. It just are we just on there scrolling, doom scrolling? I probably are. Probably just doom scrolling. Although, uh, you know, you can FaceTime your friends. Uh, and I say FaceTime, that's a Facebook thing. You can, you know, you can stream on TikTok or whatever. There's plenty of ways that a lot of people talk to each other now on the social media platforms and that's spending time on the platform without actually, you know, you're on the platform talking to your friend, uh, you know, live streaming each other back, but you're not necessarily on the platform and you get my point. You get my point. Hey, I mentioned, uh, you know, you can follow me on X at JeffyJFR. Facebook and Instagram is uh, Jeff Fisher Radio. YouTube, uh, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher, because you need to, you right there, you, I'm, yeah, I'm talking to you. You need to spend more time on social media. Yeah, you need to make that happen. So when you do, spend it with me. It's very, very simple. And if you need a cameo, you can order a cameo uh, at JeffyJFR on Cameo. That's not free, though. Uh, but you can order it and just tell them what you want. Happy, glad, sad, mad, mean, whatever you need. And I will do that for you on Cameo at JeffyJFR. You can always email the show anytime, 24 hours a day. That's the way the internet works. Chewingthefat at theblaze.com. Chewingthefat at theblaze.com. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. <laughs> Thank <sighs> you. 
So when I uh, was working in New York, uh, man, when I came into the city and worked in Manhattan, uh, right to part of Times Square on the Avenue of Americas, I passed by Good Morning America every day. In fact, when I was in New York 100 years ago now, what seems like 100 years ago, there was an app called Foursquare and you used to check in everywhere you went. Yeah, that's right. You told people where you were at all times. And uh, so you would check in and you could become a mayor of whatever place you checked into. If you checked into it every day uh, or multiple times a day. Well, I was the mayor of ABC's Good Morning America. Okay. On Foursquare. (laughs) Because our offices and radio studios were actually on the same block, just on the other end. And uh, so I had to pass by uh, Good Morning America almost every day. And uh, so, you know, it was kind of cool. And you see their morning show studios and you saw guests walking up and down uh, the avenue there when you were headed into the building. It was, kinda, you know, it was just kind of a cool, stupid thing. Well, now, uh, Good Morning America is looking to move out of that space on Times Square. Wow. Uh, that's kind of a big deal. Now, they claim it's not going to happen until 2025. Eh, okay. But Disney is... Uh, building a new building or they have they've built a new building this new office tower in uh, hudson square neighborhood and they want to bring everyone together in new york so they're saving money they're tired of paying the least money on that uh, studio in times square i guarantee you that is not cheap and I know Robin and Michael Strahan and George Stephanopoulos all love to have people walk by during Times Square and stare at us. And we've got our big shiny uh, electronic billboard out front and we do our bits there in Times Square sometimes. But that costs Disney a fortune. So I know that Disney, of course, uh, says that, hey, uh, Good Morning America is defined by the strength of our team in front of and behind the camera, quality of our reporting and the long trusted relationship with our viewers. Moving the ABC News teams to our new state-of-the-art building was a strategic decision that will allow for more collaboration and innovation. It will also allow for the company to make a lot more money. (laughs) (laughs) or at least save money that they're already spending on this studio in Times Square. So be ready for that to go bye-bye. Although, we'll see. We'll see if it actually does happen. Because it's kind of a cool thing. But I feel like it's over in Times Square. So if you're thinking about visiting New York City and, uh, you know, walking around Times Square to see, you know, all the stuff that you see, Good Morning America will only be there for another year or two. And then, bye-bye, Good Morning America. You can still walk down the street a ways and see the Today Show, but not Good Morning America. Sorry about it. Well, I thought we were going to wait until the strike was over, but apparently Netflix can't wait that long, and they're going to raise prices again. Uh, beginning, I don't know, uh, already this week, or it says uh, in price increases for consumers in the U.S., U.K., and France starting wednesday so this was dated yesterday uh if you're listening live today is the 19th of october uh this was dated yesterday the 18th of october 2023 which was wednesday so it doesn't say today so maybe it starts next week but for sure it's starting uh soon 
the U.S. Uh, the prices uh, for the basic plan, the lowest tiered plan without advertising, which is no longer available to new members, will increase from $9.99 to $11.99. Okay, so I, if I'm a new member, I can't get the basic tier without advertising? Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, the premium plan, which allows users to watch in Ultra HD on supported devices and download on six supported devices at a time, will increase from $19.99 to $22.99 a month. The plan with ads at $6.99 and a standard plan with ads at $15.49. Wow. So, yeah, because, I mean, you got to have to have the the premium plan because you want to be able to watch it on multiple devices. If I want to watch something and then somebody else is watching something, I want to watch what I want to watch. <laughs> but uh, on the other hand, uh, I'm about done with these apps raising prices. Uh, times are tough for everyone. So you need to back off a little bit, okay? I know sag After wants their money and WGA is getting their money and you, all, all of that. I get it. Everybody should get what they, what they deserve. Everybody should get what they deserve, not necessarily what they want. Well, I guess everybody should get what they want. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, get what you want. That doesn't mean it's going to last because, I mean, we're close to a really big break point for the entertainment applications to my viewing devices speaking of apps though i was watching on paramount plus <laughs> uh i have the lowest tiered paramount plus thing i got it for free for a year and then i kept it i forgot i don't know what it is it's like uh i think it's four dollars a month might be five dollars a month uh might be whatever it is is too much for now but they have the new frazier on and i thought well i'm, I'm dying for new content so i'll go over there i enjoyed the original frazier so let's go over and take a look at uh, Frasier on Paramount Plus, the new version. Now, I, mean, I went there last night, so there's two episodes uh, down uh, or up that you can watch. And uh, so I watched the first one. I did not watch the second one. It was okay. It was Frasier. It was the same kind of Frasier. I mean, Kelsey Grammer, I, I like Kelsey. And I like the, the process of him being this elitist who tries to pretend that he's not an elitist and this really really smart guy and is you know who now has a lot of money well he always had you know money but he's portrayed as uh, you know a lot of money now because he was on tv forever in chicago remember the original show was uh seattle right he was on the air radio doing uh, i'm listening radio show in seattle and those were the days when people in radio actually made money <laughs> uh, yeah and so now the new show he's back in boston right that's where cheers was so he's back in boston no way he could do frazier again in seattle holy cow what's he gonna have drink coffee with the homeless <laughs> yeah well that could happen it might it might be funny and i just like uh, i like the you know some of the phrases and turns of the writing for frazier so it was okay uh, if you liked frazier the original frazier uh, you probably will enjoy the new, latest edition of Frasier on Paramount+. Plus. That's my review. I don't know about you, but I love crime shows. Absolutely love crime shows. And I love crime shows uh, with serial killers. And ser I know, don't look at me like that. I just, I like them. And so I was reading something yesterday where a mental health expert, and I don't know, you know, how, what a great expert this is, Dr. Uh, Thema Bryant, 
she warns that, or he, not sure how uh, Dr. Thema Bryant identifies, so sorry, uh, that uh, is kind of unsettling news, actually. Uh, if you listen to, uh, listen or watch true crime shows, and I've got a couple of really interesting uh, crime podcasts that I do listen to. Uh, according to psychologist Dr. Thema Bryant, people who find enjoyment in violent media, enjoyment in violent media, huh, that's a weird way to phrase that, uh, might do so because it feels familiar based on their past experiences. Well, I can say this, I've, I am not a serial killer. Uh, not a rapist, uh, none of that, but I enjoy why, you know, doing the show. Okay. Uh, so if you are someone who feels soothed by watching crime shows before going to sleep, it could indicate a need for professional counseling. Okay. She's just out hawking for work. Uh, she needs customers. Dr. Brian also explained that some individuals confuse tranquility with being bored especially if they've had a difficult upbringing. To achieve inner peace, it's important to embrace the discomfort, even if it feels unfamiliar. Oh, Doc, thank you so much. Thank you. My, uh, my, my response to that would be, if you're watching something on television and you enjoy it, just enjoy it. And remember that it's TV and it's not real. But... You know, if you feel that you need to get professional counseling, you can always email me, chewingthefat at theblaze.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Told you. Congratulations to the Las Vegas Aces. Yes, I told you they were going to win the WNBA championship, and they did. And I also will say that uh, I was surprised that they lost to New York Liberty, but they went back and won in Vegas, uh, 70 to 69 in game four. They won the final. So congratulations to the WNBA Las Vegas Aces for winning back-to-back WNBA championships. Also, congratulations are in order to the NFL commissioner, Roger Goodell. He just received his contract extension. I'm sure he was worried. I don't know where his next meal was going to come from. I mean, his his, uh, contract that he was working on now was set to expire in the spring of 2024. So, man, he barely had a year left, maybe less than a year on that contract he was working on. So he's got a new contract, uh, three years through March of 2027. Now, they said the details of the extension really weren't released, but they said there's clauses in the contract for extension and succession and or succession. So he could pick somebody he wants to replace him if he wants to go away. Roger's 64 now. 
It's reported that he earned uh, last couple of years $63.9 million. <laughs> now, the way this is worded, okay, so he reportedly earned $63.9 million for the 2019-20 and 2020-21 season. So is that $31 million, you know, 30, almost $32 million a year? Probably. Yeah, okay. So I'm sure that he's going to be making more than that uh, through the next few years. Uh, and he's worth it. Look, I mean, the NFL is, you know, a, a team is selling for $6 billion since he's been at the helm. So good for him. Now, there's been, you know, plenty of criticism to go around. And he should, and he takes it. He's the commissioner. I mean, he's got off-field issues that, you know, need to be handled. And the whole social justice thing. And we got the referee thing that needs to be taken care of. And so, you know, I, I get it. There's, there's some issues with Roger. But since he's been at the helm, uh, the NFL has skyrocketed globally, globally. Now, he started as commissioner in 2006, right? I think that was right. Yeah, yeah. He succeeded Paul Tagliabue in 2006. He began back as an intern in 1982 under then-commissioner Pete Rozelle. So he started in 82 as an intern and then took over in 2006 once Tagliabue uh, ended his commissionership. That's amazing. What a career for Roger Goodell. And uh, I, I will say this, uh, NFL, if, uh, you know, if you find yourself tomorrow thinking, yeah, we probably shouldn't have signed that deal. Uh, Roger's going to work now for, I don't know, $40 million a year. We could get Jeff Fisher for $25 million a year, and he could run this thing. So I'm willing to throw my head in the ring. Okay? All right, good. You know, if you've ever, I don't know, flown on an airplane, you know what kind of nightmare it is boarding, right? And how they board and move passengers in. And I will take off. If you have seats in uh, A to B, you can board now. And so apparently uh, United Airlines, and you would think, you know, top of your head, you think, right, well, why don't we just board the people in the back first? <laughs> and then we'll go from the back to the front. And then uh, we're good. No, can't do that. So now United Airlines said they're going to start boarding passengers in economy class with window seats first. Huh. Okay, so that's they're designed to reduce the time planes spend sitting on the ground. I'm a fan of that. Apparently, the airline has uh, you know been testing this out, and the plan is called Wilma. I know, I know. When you think of a plan that's going to save you time and have people board a, an airplane faster, you think of Wilma for window, middle, and aisle. All right, so it's, apparently they shaved up to two minutes off of boarding time. A whole two minutes. Now, variations of Wilma have existed over many years. Yeah, I get it. So it spreads out along the aisle of the airplane so the more people can put their luggage away at the same time. That speeds up the boarding process. Yeah, yeah, I got it. So the change will begin with passengers in the fourth boarding group. Customers in first class and business class will see no change in their routine. And there's also no change for those with priority boarding privileges, including travelers with disabilities, unaccompanied minors, active duty military, and families with children who are two and under. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just that easy and you're going to shave so much time off man oh man oh man <laughs> uh, 
with multiple customers are on the same economy reservation, such as families, they're going to be able to board together uh, as well. So don't be, I would say you're preparing to shave off a whole, I don't know, 30 seconds. But 30 seconds is 30 seconds. Am I right? Who's with me? Okay, now we're talking. We have another place that gets uh, medications delivered by drone. So College Station, Texas, that's the home of Texas A&M, by the way, uh, can now receive certain prescription medications by drone from Amazon Pharmacy. Wow, eligible customers can access more than 500 medications and have a drone drop them off at their doorstep. The medications will arrive in less than 60 minutes at no additional cost to customers. Wow. So that I mean, that's pretty huge. I don't know how they're going to work that out, but I'm all for it. Except the whole front door thing. You need the Amazon Prime delivery chute on the roof so that they can just fly over. So Amazon said its drones are equipped with cameras that help them identify objects such as people and animals. Uh, thank you. Uh, the drones fly between 40 meters and 120 meters in an airspace with minimal obstacles. Once the drone determines that the delivery space is clear, it will descend and release the package containing the customer's medication. But if the drone detects obstacles in the delivery area, it will return to the Amazon Fulfillment Center and reattempt the delivery later. Yeah, so if it comes by and it says, nope, not now, so... Nope, uh, looks like somebody's going on down there. Yeah, there's some kind of obstacle. I'm going back to the fulfillment center. <laughs> so are we just programming the drones to go where you want them to go? I guess Amazon is saying they've successfully delivered hundreds of household items in College Station. Boy, I'd like to talk to somebody see how that works. Uh, you sign up for Prime Air and complete a yard survey. Okay to become eligible for drone delivery. But do they program it? I want to talk to Amazon. I gotta, I'll got find out more for you uh, because I need to know. And since I need to know, you need to know. Uh, I want to know how they're programming the drones to go where the delivery needs to go. Uh, you know, when you think of the drones, you think of a guy standing there with his, <laughs> with his drone stick yeah, is that a drone stick or are you just happy to see me? Uh, you know, <laughs> directing the drone to go. That's not the case, right? So they've got to just be programmed. Hey, this goes to Bill's house. And Bill's already done his little customer survey and completed his yard, uh, his yard photographs. And he signed up for Prime Air. So we're going to drop off his medication. And then if his grandkid is playing out in the front yard, we just go, nope, you don't get your medication till later. Gotta go. There's an obstruction in the yard. Take care. I'll reattempt delivery later. Will you? Will you reattempt it later? After I call 8,000 times? I, I don't know. We'll see how. It's, it's fascinating to me how that works. And I want to know how they're letting these drones go. If you are a drone expert for Amazon, uh, email me, chewingthefatattheblaze.com. I want to know how this is happening. Uh, because you just don't... I mean, if we're just programming a drone 
and I guess yeah with AI uh, and uh, you know you program the drone to go where you want it to go it's already mapped out the entire college station area and they're already delivering goods and services they're doing it in other areas around the country so I'm sure that's probably what it is so if you need a gig I would go to work for Amazon uh, programming drones uh, just type in go to Bill's house for 20 bucks an hour you probably make it more than that actually for Amazon but it's not a bad gig I would guess. I would guess. It's not union. Okay. All right. Back off me. Plus, I want to know who has, who's the air drone traffic controller uh, or controllers. Those are the ones. Are they flying it? Are they programming them? When the drone decides, hey, I can't deliver here, does it send a message back to the drone traffic controllers so that they can take a look at the cameras on the drone and decide whether it can uh, deliver? Or does the drone just do it on its own with AI? And it's all programmed and it does it itself. I, I, I have questions. All right, I'll stop thinking about it. But I have questions. I want to know about the airspace uh, for the drones, I know they talked about how high it flies and, uh, you know, in unobstructed areas, but I want to know uh, how they control that as well. So <laughs> I got to find somebody that knows uh, so that you could know because I want to be able to tell you, but I do want to know. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, we may have found a new supplement that we need to take. Uh, according to findings published in uh, Nature Aging, and I, man, I cannot get enough of reading Nature Aging. Uh, they offer clues that could aid the development and treatment for humans with fertility issues and aging issues, right? So a molecule called spermidine. Spermidine. Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, spermidine, right? Spermidine. Yes. Uh, the molecule called spermidine, first isolated from sperm, but now known to have functions in many types of cells, has been shown to lengthen lifespan in yeast, flies, worms, and human immune cells. So increased dietary intake of... Spermidine has also been linked with the reduction of age-related problems in laboratory animals, including cardiovascular disease in mice and a cognitive decline in fruit flies. But uh, does it say... <laughs> uh, but its effects on aging ocytes were unclear. Ocytes. Oocyte. Yeah, that's what I said. Oocyte. So, but the effects of aging... Oocyte. Well, we're unclear. So the study uncovers the molecule's potential to address major hurdles in reproductive medicine and also uh, lengthen lifespan. So that's kind of cool. I would say that uh, young or old, you may want to up the old dose of... Spermidine. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Speaking of health, I see where they now say AI can detect diabetes. AI can detect diabetes just by listening to you talk for 10 seconds. That's what a new study says. <laughs> okay, this new study by Click Labs published in Mayo Clinic Proceedings Digital Health. And I, man, you cannot, when that gets released, you cannot tear me away from the Mayo Clinic Proceedings Digital Health, especially when I see that it's a study by Click Labs. They showed an A, I probably should actually, I've got to stop making fun of people doing that, showed an 89% accuracy rate for diagnoses in women and 86% for men. This is quite, that's a huge breakthrough. Our research highlights significant vocal variations between individuals with and without type 2 diabetes and could transform how the medical community screens for diabetes. Yeah, just speak into the computer for 10 seconds, please. Ah, yeah, you're sick. Okay, so and what's going to happen, right? I mean, if you're, if you're the other, if you're the 14% or the 11% that doesn't have it, uh, are they going to believe you? I, I don't know. Current methods of detection can require a lot of time, travel, and cost. Voice technology has the potential to remove these barriers in title. I mean, we're pretty soon, we know what you're thinking. So we can tell by the way you're talking what you're thinking. Researchers had 267 individuals who did or did not have type 2 diabetes. Uh, they record phrases on their smartphone six times a day for two weeks. More than 18,000 recordings were analyzed for over 14 different acoustic features, which were different among diabetics and non-diabetics. Participants also provided basic health data like age, height, weight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, signal processing technologies were able to perceive certain notes of vocal pitch that do not register with the human ear. These hidden sounds provided the necessary clues. Wow. Our, under, our research underscores the tremendous potential of voice technology in identifying type 2 diabetes and other health conditions. I bet. I mean, that's a good deal for Click. They're on top of it. Wow. The next step for Click is replicating the study and expanding the vocal search to look for pre-diabetes, hypertension, and along with my favorite, and more. So, I mean, there you go. There you go. Talk into the mic and we'll tell you what illness you have. Pretty incredible. And I'll leave you with something else that's pretty incredible. So, Victoria's Secret and Pink Brand President said the brand is going to go back to sexiness. Uh, yeah, the company's woke push, uh, that really hasn't translated into increased sales. So, in fact, it's caused the sales to plummet. So, during a meeting last week in uh, the old New York City, uh, the lingerie brand head told investors, yeah, uh, our new direction, uh, we're going into back into sexiness. He didn't say back, he just said is sexiness and increasing the lingerie swimwear and activewear lines so we've had just about enough of uh the old woke push because nobody's buying anything we're going back to sexiness and he, sexiness could be inclusive can celebrate the diverse experiences of our customers and that's what we're focused on <laughs> oh, the brand will increase its sleepwear and lingerie peace offerings like slip dresses and corset tops along with my favorite and more 
So have a nice day, wokeness at Victoria's Secret. It's, uh, I mean, I, I was going to say it's about time, but I know, how dare me. So just let me say that uh, while Victoria's Secret is going to get rid of the wokeness and go back to sexiness because they want to actually sell their products and that what made their product huge was sexiness uh, makes one go, huh, huh. We're going to go back to sexiness. Huh. And a quick reminder, and I need to remind myself of this more and more every day. Uh, When you focus on problems, you will have more problems. When you focus on possibilities, you will have more opportunities. When you focus on problems, you will have more problems. When you focus on possibilities, you will have more opportunities. Let's try to all do that today, shall we? Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.